0: Previously on Snicktoons, I was joined by Ryan Sanio to help break down X Men the Animated Series, Season 3, Episode 5, The Phoenix Saga, Part 3, Cry of the Banshee. And that was a great episode right there in the middle of the Phoenix Saga. Such a fun little introduction to. Banshee and to his cousin Black Tom and Cassidy Keep, but also just a great introduction to what the Phoenix really is. And so I had a great time breaking that episode down with Ryan Sanio. And of course, our first half conversation uh, that I famously leaked uh, a few episodes (laughs) earlier than I was supposed to um, and had to go back and fix. uh, And now I have it in the episode where it belonged, which was Last episode, but I just had such a great time with that top five. Like, oh my gosh, it captured my imagination. It was everything that I, as an X Men fan, especially of the cartoons, would want to talk about. So, seriously, if you haven't listened to last week's, before you dive into this one, make sure you go back and check out Snicktoons 32 with Ryan Sanio. And of course, stay tuned because a returning special guest host and I will be breaking down X Men the Animated Series, Season 3, Episode 6. Phoenix Saga Part 4, The Starjammers. Alright,
1: but...
0: As you heard at the top of the show, I am back with a returning special guest, and I've had this guy on the podcast a bunch of times already because he's a really good friend of mine, and it's always super fun to have him on and chat X-Men with him. So I am welcoming back Jamie Sherman from Nerdology 5280. Jamie, welcome back to Snicktoons, my man. Glad to be back.
1: Glad to be uh doing
0: this again and talk
1: some... Talk some X Men and all that stuff. You know, it's been been a little while.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're on a new season you know, of X Men: yeah. The Animated Series, so it's your your obligatory uh, return to the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but this is a long season, man. So uh, I'd love to have you back for at least another one. This season, we can talk about that after the podcast. Because sure, I don't for think sure. uh, scheduling is something that's super exciting for the listeners yeah. out
1: there. I'm like, what is he talking about?
0: <laughs> I'm like, what I... is your calendar looking like for you on June the 28th at 4 p.m.? Yeah, and the yeah. fans are like, what is going on? What like, are they what? talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so let me ask you this: You're you're a veteran of the podcast already, so you know how things go, and of course, you have all of your own stuff that you do anyway. Uh What kind of X-Men-related nerd stuff, if anything, have you been up to lately?
1: Not, I mean, since there's not too much out there, I mean, really not much other than talking about, of course, if you haven't seen, you know, people that have made their somewhat debut into the MCU and, you know, stuff like that. I was reading also the comic that they had for the X-Men, but I actually stopped it because it just... Like a lot of Marvel comics seem to recently, they kind of start off on fire and they just fall apart. You know, I mean, they just haven't pulled me in other than if you look at, um, what is it? The, now it's not X-Men team, but they've had X-Men join in and out and, you know, characters from it. And that's, uh, Savage Avengers.
0: Oh yeah. Okay.
1: They, they just started a new series for it with new uh, all new characters and stuff in it. Um But it's the previous one. They had like the likes of like Wolverine or Deadpool and, you know, stuff like that, you know, characters like that, that have been involved in it. So, and it was so, so, so good. So if you haven't read that, I highly recommend it.
0: I don't yeah. think I've actually gotten around to reading that one yet, but I remember yeah. when it was first announced and it, it sounded pretty cool. Cause it was like, I, I remember the, the initial lineup. It was like, Wolverine and, like, Punisher and, like, Hercules, I think, mm-hmm. and, like, Electra or something like that. And mm-hmm. I want to say Conan. that it was, like, somewhat Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, good thing you said the Barbarian because people, you know,
1: Conan, isn't he a late-night talk show host? <laughs> well, not anymore, but, you know.
0: They're like, kidding. oh, my gosh, Team Coco and Wolverine, <laughs> sign me up. Hell, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, Wolverine is the new Andy Richter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That would be hilarious. Shadows and that Avengers, could, yeah, that, could like that. that could lead into, you know, what we're, you know, wanted to talk about, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah no, that's... We'll see if that circles yeah, back as one of our exactly. ideas for our top five when we get to that, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: so that's basically been it. I mean, it's it's been so much, you know, I I read so much more DC in the sense and just been playing a lot of games lately, so... Okay. Well, games I, I and Legos.
0: So games, are you looking forward to, and I, I, I don't even think we have a release date for it yet, Um, but the, the Insomniac Wolverine game that should be coming out? Yes,
1: I, I, so, it's weird cause the first, based off of Insomniac, I played Insomniac with Insomniac games for years, I mean years and years, and the first Spider-Man that they did, it, it didn't really, Cat grab me and pull me in. Um mm-hmm. it, it just quite didn't. But then, um the Miles Morales where, uh, one came out, I played that, I couldn't stop playing it. Oh wow, okay. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'll give them another chance and then, then when I saw it, then they dropped the teaser for Wolverine and I'm like, yes, I will, <laughs> I will play that. I will play that because they've made some killer games as it is and I will definitely play that.
0: That nice. and also,
1: um, what's the other one that I, I'm curious about, but it's still, I don't know, and that's, uh what is it, Midnight
0: Suns? Yeah, Midnight Suns, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that one, I, I don't know anything about that other than, like, Wolverine's in there and Ghost Rider's in there and, like, two or three other characters that I don't remember off the top of my head. Blade, mm-hmm. maybe. Um something like that. Cause you, you think like Midnight Suns, okay, it's got like the, that, like that kind of nighttime supernatural storylines. Like that's why Ghost Rider's in there. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't really know too much about what the game entails or when it comes out or, or what it's looking like or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, it's got Wolverine. So it's, it's got my curiosity <laughs> at least. You know, it's, what is the, uh, the line from, um Django Unchained? It's like, you had my curiosity, now you have my attention. I'm almost, mm-hmm. I'm almost yeah. prepared to give them my attention. They have my curiosity. Yeah. They've got ah. that at least. So, so yeah, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, when it comes to video games, um, right now I'm, I'm mostly just excited for Shredder's Revenge. I think by the time mm-hmm. this podcast airs, cause I'm like three weeks ahead. I don't know how it happened, but I'm like three weeks ahead in my recording. <laughs> so yeah. by the time this episode actually drops, I think it'll be like July. Mm. And Shredder's Revenge will have been out for like two weeks by then, yep. but when we're recording this, we're still a week away from it coming out. But like, I got my yeah. pre-order in, I got my 10% discount on the, on the eShop.
1: Uh, nice. super excited nice. for that one. Like,
0: that one I'm waiting for. And the Cowabunga collection oh. from Konami's coming out later. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that one too.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm lucky because Xbox announced that Shredder's Revenge is part of the Game Pass program, so I already pay for Game Pass, and I get all my games, Uh, so it's automatic. I don't even have to pay for the game.
0: Oh, you lucky. I'm
1: like, yes, right on. I am all over that, because I hadn't pre-ordered it yet, because I'm like, do I pre-order it, or what do I do? And then they said that, and I'm like, oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Even better, even better, but I will buy the cowbunga. so. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think I saw like how Collection is only supposed to be forty bucks or something like that, uh-huh. which is like super affordable considering mm-hmm. you're getting like mm-hmm. thirteen games. Mm-hmm. Like you're getting all three of the NES games, you're getting the SNES game, you're getting the Sega Genesis game, you're getting yeah. all three Game Boy games, but you're also getting the like NES, the Genesis, and the SNES version of Tournament Fighters, mm-hmm. and then you're also getting the arcade versions of the SNES game, which was Turtles in Time, you know, Turtles 4, mm-hmm. Turtles in Time, and then uh Turtles 2, the arcade game. So you're getting the yeah. arcade versions of each of those as well. So it's like 13 games, man. Like, it, that's crazy. And I think I read somewhere, too, that, like, the arcade versions, as well as the SNES version of Tournament Fighters, will have online play mm-hmm. as well. So, like, that's really yeah.
1: cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know they have the online, but I don't know. So Shredder's... Uh, revenge, from what I heard, um, is going to be not only just online, because you can play up to six people, but it's going to be cross-play.
0: So you that, can play with
1: all your different friends.
0: That yeah. I dig. Like, uh-huh. I've been playing a lot of Among Us lately, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, they do the yeah. online play for that, and it's all cross-platform. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, my my son's just like... They play Minecraft as if it was like breathing, you know, or they're just like, "Oh, I'm awake, so I'm on Minecraft," <laughs> uh-huh. um, and that's you know, and as you know, that's cross-platform because I play on my yeah. Switch, you play on your Xbox, uh-huh. Dale plays on his Xbox, you know. So, uh-huh. um, and yeah. yet you've you guys have had me in your various worlds and stuff to uh-huh. kind of poke around and, and check it yeah. out and be like, "Man, I'm never going to be on this level of Minecraft." <laughs> but <I don't> <laughs> You're like,
1: what is it? What did they do? Oh. How did you build
0: that? <laughs> I always see like I'm like, Max and look at this, and he's like, "Yeah, I know how to do that." Dad, my friends already showed me how to do that. I'm like, "Whatever." <laughs> You're like,
1: "Yeah, I've known that for years." Come on, Dad, get with the times.
0: <laughs> like how I'm like I'm too old for my kids to think I'm cool, but then I look at what you and Dale have done, and I'm like, I'm younger than those guys. I should be cooler. My world should be better. <laughs> But it's not like you guys. The, the, every time you've you've had me in, I've been so impressed by the stuff that you guys have built and everything. I'm like, oh. uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we go
1: to town. We, yeah. We've we've slowed down a little bit, but oh. we've been playing some other stuff. But okay. we do our Minecraft Wednesdays that we play when we stream it, and we've been oh. thrown into different things, you know, and trying different worlds and all that stuff.
0: Oh, very so. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh my kids. Like every time they get a new obsession, one of the first things they do, like, let's see if there's a Minecraft like world for this. So they have like the Star Wars world. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They've got the Sonic, the Hedgehog world. Um, for like two weeks, Maxton was really interested in Portal, so he bought the mm-hmm. Portal like mm-hmm. pack that has all that stuff. Yeah. Um, one. So this is sad, but one of the things that we watch on YouTube a lot. Is like Disneyland and Disney World rides, but also uh-huh. like Tokyo Disney and and uh-huh. Disneyland Paris and like Shanghai yeah. and Hong Kong Disney. But we'll watch like the the ride videos, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my my youngest son got like super into all the different rides, and he bought the Disney World uh, mm-hmm. Minecraft pack yeah. where you can actually ride the rides. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So he so he does that all the time now. I think I got that one too. I can't remember. Nice. I think I did.
1: For cuz Allison being the Disney fanatic that she is. Oh yeah, of course you know, she. I was like if it gets you into playing some video games, okay, you know? Yeah, and just like take
0: <laughs> take a couple of minutes, take her over to the the water where they're going to have the uh the show and just recreate the proposal, get some romance points. Yeah, boom, there we go. Gold. Boom, done. <laughs> oh, speaking I mean, of which, uh happy late anniversary. I know last weekend was your was your anniversary yes. weekend so i hope you guys had a wonderful time yes we did thank you
1: yeah Excellent. it was good it was uh i'm like you stayed with me for a year i got to give you props there I, mean,
0: <laughs> I never thought we'd make it this far
1: <laughs> i'm like i'm like i love you but yeah i mean are you sure you still love me after this year i mean she's yeah, like well not- you
0: do have life insurance <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it's not too late. You know, we I know that our, a lot of our assets are together, but it, it's still not too late. You know, it'd be easy yeah. to split it up again. It's, are you sure? Yes. Okay. All right. Sweet. Here's sure. to another year. We'll see. Let's go. We'll check back in with you then. <laughs> right on. Well, happy uh, happy anniversary yeah, to you. you. Congratulations. I'm very yes. happy that uh, it came and went, and that uh, yeah. hopefully many happy returns for you guys. Uh huh.
1: For sure. For sure. It's been great. It's been, you know, at least at least we were able to get out and do some stuff and enjoy. We kind of took a late honeymoon because of everything and went to mm-hmm. Disney for a week. And that was a blast. I mean, nice. just We had a ton of fun there. All kinds of rides and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. awesome. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Got to see Star Wars. So I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> galaxy's edge
0: <laughs> there you go there you go like i keep hearing stuff like oh it's really great and oh it's not really all that great and i'm like i don't really care man it's star wars like i want uh-huh. to experience it for myself yeah. mm-hmm. so i remember you would sent me that you sent me like Forty you're like, here's my lightsaber. Yeah. And you sent me like forty pictures of your lightsaber. And I'm like, dude, I'm totally jealous. And <laughs> this is way more pictures than I needed to see uh, and different angles that I needed to see of this lightsaber that you've built. But it looks like it looked like yeah. it was a lot of fun. And uh mm-hmm. that's awesome that they would like shipped it for you and everything mm-hmm. so you didn't have to like throw it in your suitcase and like pray that it doesn't break on the flight like that's really cool (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it was uh it was a blast it was a blast i mean we just being there and being immersed in it was so much fun you just kind of like you it's like you feel like you are in star wars you know and just kind of hearing the sounds and all that too just even, you know, then you can get your blue milk and be like oh. okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So no, it was a blast. I, I couldn't recommend it enough. I wish we would have rode the uh Rise of Resistance ride, but oh. I wasn't about to wait two and a half hours to ride a ride.
0: Yeah, no, I yeah. I don't blame you. I don't <laughs> blame you.
1: Yeah, we'll go we'll go another time and do it. Maybe go next time we go we can also hit up uh Universal again and they'll have Super Mario.
0: Oh yeah, there you go. Boom. Yeah. You got it all figured out. There now go. I wonder cuz I know in Disneyland. I don't know if Disney World is the same, but I know Disneyland the slowest week of the year is the Tuesday through Sunday after Labor Day. That first week in September after Labor Day because most schools worldwide are starting school that week. Like obviously mm-hmm. here in Colorado, you know, we our, our schools usually start like in the like first week of August, you know, just yeah. because of the way our seasons are. And I know that there's other schools and stuff, but for the most part, like worldwide mm. schools are like all schools have started by then. And so usually that's the slowest week you get generally the best deals and you have the, the least amount of people there. So that's like the lowest wait times, et cetera. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I mean, I know that you guys usually go in the spring cause you know, it also coincides with your extra life stuff that you do as yeah. well. Um, but that might be something to think about be like, Hey, yeah. you know what? Like we've experienced it. So let's next time we go back, let's go for the rides uh, yeah. and we'll go in like September. But of course mm-hmm. the, the risk of doing that since it's the slowest week, that's like, you know, they'll close stuff down to do maintenance Uh mm. or, and I know that they close like haunted mansion that like, that's the first week that haunted mansion is closed. Cause they, they always convert it to the nightmare before Christmas ride that they run oh, yeah. from like, yeah. From like mid October through the holiday season, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, usually that first that first week uh, is when they close that ride to, to start. So you would miss that one, but whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's worth it for the mm-hmm. low low um, wait times for rides. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not totally sure on Disney World on if that is or not. I mean, I know things obviously now have changed so much that they're yeah. so busy all the time. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they don't have a downtime at all anymore. <laughs> you know, but I mean, as they when they were building up, I mean, they weren't super busy for us, except for Magic Kingdom, which is of course the biggest park that they have out of the four there. Sure. Um, but I mean, it wasn't awful. I mean, we we got on quite a few rides, um, nice. experienced a lot of stuff, do a lot of things, so it wasn't too bad at all. But we also did stay on the Disney property, so you get in like half an hour early. Uh, oh, and like a half it, an yeah. hour to an hour early access. So
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can go get first in line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, we're going to pick. Yeah. yeah. We, I, uh-huh. I think last time I was there and, and last time I was there was like almost 20 years. 18 years ago was the last time I was at, at Disney, uh, Disneyland 2004. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's been quite a while. Obviously things change in, you know, 20 years. Um, <laughs> but like that was what we did. We went out for like four days or I think we were there for five days. We were there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we were there for a long time. We did Disneyland uh-huh. and California Adventure, but that's what mm. we would do. Like, we weren't necessarily – we didn't stay on the Disney property. We would just stay at, like, a, one of the cheap hotels across the street, you know, and, like, had McDonald's for breakfast or whatever on the way to walking into the park. But we would get there, and we would be in line before the doors open so that we can, like, run – and, you know, we've been there a lot of times, so we kind of already knew, like, what rides we wanted to go to. We knew which ones would usually get the lines. So, like, mm-hmm. each day we just picked, like, all right, the first ride we're going to do on Wednesday is, like, Indiana Jones. First ride we're going to do on Thursday is Splash Mountain. First ride we're going to do on Friday Star Tours. And we just kind of picked, like, the five rides that we didn't want to miss out on that usually would have, like, the longest lines. And we would just... Like, when the park opened and we were finally able to go in, we'd just make a beeline right for that ride and, like, start mm-hmm. the day off. So it's, like, at least we got to do the one that we wanted to do the most for the day and stuff. And yeah. we'd usually skip the shows. Like, they would have, like, Fantasmic or whatever. And we'd be, like, uh, we could watch this for the next 45 minutes or we could, like, hit up all the all the rides that are, like, right here, which was, like, Pirates of the Caribbean and, like, Big Thunder Mountain and... Uh, well, obviously not Haunted Mansion because it was closed that week, but, like, we were able to do a bunch of that, like, Splash Mountain and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. We were able to hit a bunch yeah. of those rides that are, like, right by, um, like, Tom Sawyer Island right there in Disneyland. Uh-huh. Like, that's what we would do. It's like, man, we just rode Pirates of the Caribbean, like, four times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, that works, you know. <laughs> get, what, you get it
1: while you can. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you never so, know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh we did, I we did a few shows because she likes Beauty and the Beast and um, you know, but I, that was only, that was less than a half an hour. I oh, think. yeah. And the line wasn't super long for that. Most shows usually don't have a super long line, which is, so if you really do want to do it, you know, then you mm. can get in and see it. But yeah, it was, yeah. it it was fun. We went uh, to a different park each day, and then we also went to Universal one day. Nice. Because um, we went to, there to see, of course, hogwarts and the whole harry potter area oh, yeah. um and then we rode the new jurassic uh coaster that they had there
0: which, oh that's right. yeah that's right yeah. yeah you you told me what it was because i didn't even know it was open you're like yeah it's the mm-hmm. Velocicoaster. check it out yeah first thing i did youtube it, and i was like oh man uh-huh. this looks awesome
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yes Yes, it was, that was a blast. I mean, that was, it was a lot faster than we expected and I was okay with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, very cool.
1: Yeah, it was, it was fun. And then got to see like Springfield from The Simpsons, you know?
0: Oh, very cool. They have
1: a whole Springfield area in there and, uh, we went on like, they have like the Transformers ride and stuff like that. So Mm.
0: yeah. I I bet all that Springfield stuff really gets under Disney's skin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and also the fact out there, they have all the um Avengers stuff.
0: And oh, yeah, those, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, you'd send me all the pictures. You're like, check it out. Mm-hmm. And it was like a toy store, and the outside was Wolverine and his claws. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, Yeah, come on. This is my happy place. I didn't even know it existed. That's <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they, I guess they had a contract long before, of course, Marvel was sold to yeah. um, Disney and Universal's um, was like, okay, yeah, we'll do all this stuff at our park. You know, that's fine. We've got the room. We can do it. And they uh still have it, and I don't know how long they have it for, but I don't think they can lose it for a long time. Um, right, yeah. That's why there's certain things they can't do at Disney World because of it. You know, I mean, they have a new Guardians of the Galaxy uh, roller coaster that they did. mm mm-hmm. But I don't think Guardians was part of any of the deal with Universal, so that's why they were able to do that, so.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah. I don't know, cause they have a new Spider-Man ride at uh, the Avengers campus in Anaheim. California's different than,
1: um Oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Florida there, cause Florida, they have the Avengers stuff, I don't think, cause there's a Universal out in California, isn't there?
0: There is, yeah, but it's a lot smaller than Universal yeah. Orlando, like
1: a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think they have all the Avengers stuff, and I don't think the deal worked the same where um, the one in Florida they said, well, we've got it, but no one else can use it in, in the same state or something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, so that's why they were able to do the Avengers campus and all that kind of stuff there. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, Damn. well now I guess I got to go out to
0: Florida. Go see the Avengers. Uh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. It is what it is. It's, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Who, who knew? Yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, Avengers and rights and, and all of this stuff. Um, we, we touched upon it with uh, the Simpsons being at Universal, even though the Simpsons is a Fox property, which means yeah. now it's a Disney property. Well, as you know, Jamie, and as all my listeners probably know, um, Disney owns Fox, which means Disney has the X-Men within Marvel again. You know, it's part of Marvel mm-hmm. Studios again. The X-Men yeah. movie universe has perhaps come to an end. Um, I haven't seen Multiverse of Madness yet. By the time this episode finally drops in July, obviously, I'll have seen it because yeah. it's hit Disney Plus on, like, June 22nd, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, you know, then I I don't have to make these ignorant statements. But as far as I can (laughs) tell, like the X-Men, the Fox X-Men universe is over and we're all just waiting with bated breath until the X-Men are finally introduced properly into the MCU. And it's in that Mm -hmm. vein that you have come up with a new top five for us to compare and contrast and break down and dissect and discuss. So without further ado, Jamie, why don't you introduce today's top five. Well,
1: the top five is going to be uh, not just X-Men in a sense, um, just doesn't have to be the main X-Men or anything like that, but it's the X-Men concepts that they could make into Disney Plus series. So there's a lot of stuff, of course, with the X-Men being involved. Um. (laughs) And Kurt just sent me a video on Facebook of Wolverine and Colossus and all them. He did a stop <laughs> of them. Oh, Go yeah. I figure. <laughs> That's funny. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, no. So concepts like anything that is X-Men related or kind of in that universe um, and all that, the top five kind of shows that we think, you know, would work as a show. And some of them might work as a movie, They could go either way. Movies are going to get, of course, bigger budget and a lot more in for that two hours, but then shows are going to get a lot bigger story. So it's kind of a give and take on
0: which route you want to go with those. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the, the budget, like, Yeah, just talking budget. Right. Let's look at Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Right. Like Mm -hmm. they filmed those two movies together, kind of like Peter Jackson did with Lord of the Rings. And they had like a five hundred million dollar budget to make the two movies. So if you take like each one was what, two and a half hours, give or take, call it six hours. Right. Of of story time with a five hundred million dollar budget. And if you look at a Disney Plus series We have, what, six episodes generally, so also roughly six hours on Uh a budget that's probably less than half of that. And, like, all the people that were complaining about the She-Hulk CGI and be like, if Uh you can make Hulk look like this in Endgame, you can make She-Hulk look like this. And it's like, (laughs) yes and no. Like, the technology isn't that much better in 2021 than it was in 2018 or whatever when they were filming. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like, even though Infinity War and Endgame had a lot of special effects – and obviously, spent every dollar of that budget. Like it was still a much larger budget. We're talking like a hundred million, eighty million yeah. per hour versus like fifteen million per hour. You know, like mm-hmm. there is going to be a difference. So I mean, I, I was also one of those people who's like, this CGI looks terrible, but there's a reason for it. Like I'm not going to hold it against them because they're not spending as much money on the Disney yeah. Plus series as they are with the theatrical movies that's just mm-hmm. they make a billion dollars on a theatrical release they're not making a billion dollars on a Disney Plus series they they're, they're yeah. just not <laughs> it's not going to happen
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean those those what $8 what is it $8 or $9 for Disney Plus don't even remember. We have ours grouped with Hulu and yeah, exactly. ESPN. Something,
0: something around. Probably between yeah. like 8 and $10 per month yeah. for the base subscription. They're not making a yeah. billion dollars a year on this. I, like, I, I, for what I understand, they're, they've actually lost money so far on Disney Plus with the amount of money they've spent on all of the programming versus the subscriptions they've gotten back like worldwide. So, it's not even like we're spending 500 million and we're making 2 billion like that's not the case for these series. So yeah, we mm-hmm. are going to see a step back in in the quality of the special effects, but whatever yeah. man, like come on. Yeah. Like nothing's going to be perfect. <laughs> but yeah, so I so I like the, the the this concept. I really like this mm-hmm. idea top 5 X-Men ish. TV series mm-hmm. for for Disney Plus cuz like you said, you know, the the movies are, are where they're going to make the the money, which means the movies are where we're going to see all of the favorite characters, right? Like all the yeah. fan favorite characters are going to be mm-hmm. in the movies, you know, the Cyclops, the Storms, the Rogues, the the Wolverines obviously. Like mm-hmm. those characters, that's what we're going to get in the movies and that's fine. Like great. Like I want to see the best characters on the big screen with the highest budget absolutely. But as an X-Men fanatic, as someone who, like, I would trade just X-Men for the rest of Marvel. You know, like, I, I could walk away from Marvel and, and, and not miss it as long as I had X-Men. And that includes, uh-huh. like, all the B-list and C-list and Z-list X-Men characters. So, yeah, you know, like, we're gonna get the X-Men in the movies, but, like, what can we get as far as TV series go? Because mm-hmm. the sky's the limit. When we're just speculating or just kind of coming up with stuff we want to see. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to get into, into this top five. So I think without further ado, man, why don't you start us off with your number five X-Men-ish uh, Disney plus show?
1: So I'm not going to, I don't really have a particular order okay. for them, you know, cause it's, there's so many. When I was kind of deciding it, you know, I was kind of like, there's so many different ways that some of these things can be taken and some would be so, so cool. So it's just one of those things like it's almost, which one is my favorite. I don't really have a favorite idea. So it's just kind of like my five, like they're all about the same in that sense. Like I'd like to see them all no matter what. Um, So the first, (laughs) the first one I would say is uh Mojo. How, how can you not do something with Mojo for a TV series about what he does with his world and his you know little pocket dimension and stuff and things that you've seen and here and there? I mean, yeah, they had him in, um of course, the animated series, wasn't it? Only one episode.
0: Uh, he 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 will come back for a second episode a little bit yeah. later down the road. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yes. Um.
1: But I think there's just so much that they could do with something like that, you know, especially just half an hour to hour, you know, syndicated type show, in a sense, you know, get eight to ten episodes and build off of it with all the different crazy, you know, chaos that happens on his uh worlds, especially since it's like a TV show already, you know? Yeah. So... Um, I don't know what I'd like to see for those specific episodes, but I think they could come up with some great ideas. So that would be my number, uh, number five we'll go with.
0: So. Okay, nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, a few episodes back, I had on uh, a returning special guest named Kurt Schmidt. And mm-hmm. before we started recording our episode, you know, the the episode proper, we like you and I did where we talked for like 45 minutes before we actually yeah. started recording the episode. Kurt and I did the same thing and we were mostly railing against uh not necessarily railing against, but we were kind of trading our opinions on Moon Knight and and the state of the Disney Plus shows overall. We yeah. had, you know, similar outlooks to it and stuff. And so we were kind of talking about what we would think to expect from Deadpool. And we were kind of talking about what, what are they going to do with Deadpool three? Are they going to go like actual X-Force this time? Uh, Mm -hmm. What are they going to do? And we had traded ideas on like Mojo being the villain in Deadpool three, since Deadpool is like, you know, a fourth wall breaker and he has all these meta jokes about movies and TV shows and stuff like Mojo would be someone really cool to bring in as the villain for that. Because, it would just be, you know, the the X Men movies would just be like one of the series on, you know, in Mojo's in Mojo world, right? And then the uh-huh. MCU would be another one. And then Deadpool just ended up after the whole battle, after he defeats Mojo or whatever, and he falls back into another, you know, cinematic universe. He instead of falling back into the X universe, he falls into like the MCU instead. And so there you go. Now now Deadpool's in the MCU for real this time, or or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, And I think that would be a a cool way to to bring Deadpool in and introduce Mojo. But I, like you, also have Mojo on my list of of Disney Plus series, (laughs) because if they don't use him for like for Deadpool and, and they don't necessarily need to like Deadpool doesn't need Mojo to break the fourth wall. He already, he already does, right? So uh-huh. they can come up with some other really cool idea. They already have the commercial with him and Korg. So mm-hmm. it, it could be something as simple as him just, like, walking into the MCU and being like, huh, now that the mouse owns me, this is where I'm at. Or, or whatever. Like, you don't yeah. really have to explain how he made it from the X-Men movies into the MCU. You don't have to. Yeah. It's Deadpool. Yeah. He just is, right? Exactly. So. If they, if they don't do that, if they focus on something else instead, then yes, I agree with you. I think Mojo should have a series, but the way mm-hmm. I would do the Mojo series, since you didn't necessarily have like a specific idea of how to do it, I would do Mojo as kind of like an anthology series, like the, um, Twilight Zone, right? Where like at the beginning you have the dude and he's like, You know, picture, if you will, this and that, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like black and white. So you'd have Mojo and he'd be wearing like a really crappy suit and like the the hat and everything in the black and white, just like that dude. And he'd be doing the whole like picture, if you will, a world where, you know, mutants are this. And then you would do it like as an anthology series. Where this episode, and it doesn't even necessarily, not every episode has to have X-Men. Other episodes can have Inhumans or Fantastic mm-hmm. Four characters. They can yeah. have different versions of the characters that we've seen on screen, almost like a live action what if. And then at the end of the, like the first season, it kind of like coalesces into Mojo is actually in the MCU and He's like creating these shows by because he's busy watching the stories of the Avengers and the stories of the X-Men and whatever. But like you'd have like a team up where it's like Wolverine and Captain America are cavemen in this episode and they have to fight, you know, an actual Hydra or whatever. You know, it would just be something silly like that where they can do all these different like genre bending episodes and stuff, still bring the X-Men in, but also have like Avengers character. But that would be like how I would do Mojo. Here hear me
1: out. Here could here could be a real weird possibility and it wouldn't be with the show. Well, it could be involved with the shows too, but how about he takes over the place of what Stan Lee was doing?
0: Ooh. <laughs> okay.
1: You know how crazy and weird that would be? It just I mean, it's kind of one of those out of left field things. It would make yeah. it would be too crazy for what they do because they do like to play it safe on some of the stuff. But I think that would be just wild. Be like he's the new literal watcher, you know. And <laughs> yeah, that, I can see that. You know, I mean, I can see that. They did the craziness with what if. I mean, they could. Yeah, they could have oh, some fun with enough. it. You know,
0: Re- they could redo like all the different scenes, right, where Stan uh-huh. was like a guest star, and and redo it with a different actor who's like the voice of Mojo. And I, and I had yeah. uh, a a couple last season. I had Quinn on. And for the for the Mojo Vision episode and he was like live action, I think Mark Hamill would be like an amazing voice of Mojo. That would be really cool. So, like, imagine we take Mark Hamill, the way he looks in real life, right? No makeup or anything Uh like that, just Mark Hamill. And we redo some of the Stan Lee scenes only instead of Stan. It's Mark Hamill there. But then, like, at the end of the season or whatever, He like we see all of these scenes replayed, only it's getting like creepier and scarier with like Hamill kind of like hamming up his voice and stuff to sound more like Mojo. And then at the end of the season, they're just flat out. It's just flat out Mojo in those scenes. Um, And he's even like referring to it as the MCU, the Mojo Uh Cinematic Universe. You know, like that would Uh be cool. That would be that would be sick. That would be sick. I mean, we've got the multiverse.
1: There's. Possibilities everywhere, you
0: know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. And, and bringing in a guy like Mark Hamill and, like, kind of uh, t- approaching the Stanley cameos in, like, a loving, uh, respectful way, right? Because, like, obviously you mm-hmm. don't want to just come in here and disrespect the legacy, disrespect the scenes. You want that respect to be there. So I think someone like Mark Hamill would understand a little bit about legacy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Mark <laughs> Hamill's
1: just... He's Mark Hamill. He's great at being so many different things, you know, and so many different voice actors, and you know, mm-hmm. it's he it, it would be. Yeah, I agree with you there. <laughs> I yeah, totally no, that, agree.
0: that that was all Quinn. That was all my my special guest, Quinn, for the Mojo Vision episode. Uh-huh. That was his fan. Ca- it, was, yeah. it was like this is the first time I've ever fan casted anything, and it's like, well, pff, you're batting a thousand, man. <laughs> like that was a perfect casting, and it's your first try. So, Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice, nice. Um, so now move on to number four. Then let's do it. You wanna? Since I did it first last time, you wanna?
0: Oh sure, go yeah, forward. that works. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so for my number four, um, and this was kind of inspired by season two of X Men: The Animated Series. Uh-huh. You know, one one thing that we don't really seem to get much anymore. Um, at least for, like, a long time. I, I feel like it was, like, six years between appearances in the comics. But that was the Savage Land. Uh, okay. But we got so much Savage Land stuff in X-Men, the animated series season two. All the Xavier Magneto stuff was mm-hmm. in the Savage Land. And then, of course, the the two-part finale takes place in the Savage Land. But, like, I really like the Savage Land. I think it's a fun concept, and it's really cool, but I just don't see the real reason to go there in the movies. I'm sure they can come up with something awesome, but it's, like, it's a locale that's not necessarily super important to the X-Men stories if they focus on, like, the mutant metaphor and, you know, persecution of mutants and hate and fear of the mutants, you know, that sort of thing. Like, Savage Land is kind of off the beaten path. Mm Mm-hmm. But... There are a lot of really great characters from the Savage Land, and it would be an interesting way to do, like, an X-Men-adjacent series without actually having to really do any X-Men characters, because they could just introduce the concept by using, like, Kazar and Shanna the She-Devil and Zabu, and, like, the Savage Land mutates, and, like, they could hint at uh, the fact that, like, Magneto was their master at some point. Mm-hmm. But it would just be, like, a fun kind of way to do, like, something that's like Land of the Lost in the MCU. Like, it's something that is actually new to the MCU. We've done mythological characters, and we've done the sci-fi, and we've done the aliens, and we've done the futuristic yeah. stuff. We've done the superheroes. We haven't really done, like, caveman-type stuff. We haven't seen dinosaurs or saber-toothed tigers or anything like that, you know, woolly mammoths. i They could do, like, in the Savage Land, they've got dinosaurs, but then, like, there's an extra layer in Antarctica where it's, like, still the Ice Age. And so you get, like, different kinds of, uh, you know, caveman stories and stuff like that. And it'd just be an interesting thing to see. Uh, I I think it would open some doors. It would introduce some new characters that can then move into the MCU or or have MCU characters appear there, particularly X-Men, but it doesn't necessarily have to be X-Men and the Mutants. But it would be kind of cool to see that sort of stuff. Like they could do Sauron if they wanted to, or, or Gare or whatever, who were villains in the X-Men comics and all that. But I don't know. It just, I, I feel like it opens doors. It's a place that I want to see the MCU go to at some point. And I figure like, why not do it as a, as a Disney plus series? Cause it's not like, yeah. it's not like, uh, it's not now I'm drawing a blank on the dude's name. Like, it's not like Khazar is ever gonna appear in an, in an MCU movie, but like, yeah, uh-huh. who might actually get to see him in, uh, in the MCU, if they were to do a Disney Plus series. And, yep. and cast someone super hunky, like Liam Hemsworth or something, you know? That would be interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> get the other Hemsworth in the whole uh entire yeah. uh
0: <laughs> Exactly. MCU let's get I mean... the other Hemsworth who shouldn't ever wear a shirt. Let's get him in here, too. Like, why not, you know? It worked for Chris. It'll work for Liam. Let's get him in here.
1: That would be... Almost like um, uh, the Amels, because we had both brothers, yeah. you know, in the Arrow series, you know, there for a little while, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, and then, you know, <laughs> I, I could see that. I would, I would definitely agree with that as being an actual series better for a series, you know, because they could kind of play it out more and you know dive deeper into these characters that. You need a little more backstory to a little bit more time to talk about them. Plus there's so many different things that could happen with it, you know, and all that. So yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, so my, my fourth one will kind of go back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, and, but this one is based off of the Deadpool movies. And I think there could be some fun stuff that could be done with this because I love the combination of them in the movie. And I think we need a Colossus and Megasonic show. (laughs) I just love how they worked along with one another. You know, it was kind of like that big brother, little sister type thing, but she, the little sister's just as powerful, if not more powerful as the big brother. You wouldn't expect it because he's as big as he is and all that. And mm-hmm. I think the adventures that they could have, you know, while like the rest of the X-Men are out doing what they do, you know, the A-listers and stuff like that, you know, they're protecting, you know, the other people out there or they're dealing with the Deadpools or, you know, the, the stupid stuff that just kind of gives them that great vibe together. You know, they could really pull in and really take each other's character to a whole different level, I think, because neither one of them, I think is really, yes, they worked for Deadpool, but for an X-Men movie, yes, we could, we did get Colossus, you know, but, but, it's like he was kind of tossed on the side almost. At least I felt, I mean, it was just kind of like thrown on the side after it. He really wasn't too much there. Um, I remember, you know, of course, with the animated series, they had him when, uh, what it was from, it wasn't Russia, but wasn't it was like the USSR or whatever it is. Um,
0: yeah. It was like right after the fall. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that was with, um, wasn't that with Omega red? Yes. Hmm. There they 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 showed a little bit more, but it just seems like those two together just, you know, the the adventures of Colossus and Negasonic or something like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just I think it would be a good combination to really explore something. You know, yeah. Not nice. not sure one hundred percent on what stories they could do, you know, but I think they could have some fun adventures off doing whatever they need to do and, you know, protecting that more, like, <laughs> average person instead of... You could even make it like one of those stupid comedy-type movies. Just... it's it got, but, but it'd be a very dry humor, I think. Yeah. So I'm not sure how well that, you know, <laughs> or comedy shows, but how dry the humor, how well I that don't would know, translate.
0: I think that would translate really well. Um They had Colossus as like the straight man to um like Deadpool's, you know, antics and stuff like that. And it, it would be kind of interesting to see that play off someone who's like even more uh like shut down, you know, like Negasonic uh-huh. doesn't really talk a lot, you know? Yeah. Uh she's a lot more stoic. So that would be kind of fun, because it would be like the old guy is like trying to get the young person psyched up about like just really mundane stuff like if you if you look back at the two Deadpool movies Colossus's whole thing is like four or five moments, right? That was his thing. Four or five moments to be a hero. Everyone thinks that you wake up a hero, you brush your teeth a hero, but no, it just takes four or five moments to actually be a hero. And it would be like mm-hmm. him and Negasonic just like driving around trying to find moments that she can have her hero moment, right? Yeah. So they'd be, like, in, like, a strip mall in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and, like, the station, the family station wagon breaks down. So Colossus is like, oh, Negasonic, like, why don't you help them change their tire in the rain? Like, that's a a hero thing. And then Uh it would turn out that there's, like, some supervillain there, and then they would end up fighting him and all that. Like, that would be Uh the whole, like, concept of the series. (laughs) That would be
1: hilarious.
0: That would be so cool. It's just,
1: yeah, just the way, like, yeah, you're right, Negasonic doesn't talk a lot, but just the way she would say those few comments here and there, and then Colossus is like the, you know, straightforward, you know, doesn't like to cross the line or anything until he said the... The one bad word in Deadpool, which was just <laughs> classic. Just classic. And it's, I mean, Deadpool loved it as it was, but yeah. you know, just one of those things, like once in a while he just belts out something and you're just like, what? Yes. You know? Yes.
0: Oh, that'd be good. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, I would watch that. Like I loved the actor that played Colossus. I love the actress that played Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Uh, uh-huh. If they brought Yuriko back, like that would be, or Yuriko, Yukio, yeah. excuse me. If they brought Yukio back as well, she was really cool.
1: Yeah, uh, Yuriko, isn't that the boys?
0: Uh, no, y- uh, Yuriko is Lady Deathstrike.
1: That's right. I was thinking, I'm trying to think of what her name from, uh, the boys show, cause I just was watching that today.
0: Oh yeah, that's, yeah. oh man, that's right. Like I forgot the first three episodes came out and uh-huh. then a couple of my friends were like, Hey, have you watched it yet? I'm like, Oh no, I'll get to it at the end of the week. And then I forgot. So uh-huh. thank you for reminding me. <laughs> there you go.
1: You need to watch it because it's so, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm, Very I'm good. Looking forward to it. The first five minutes or something else that you're just like, I never thought I wanted to see that, but for some strange reason, it's interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, up. now I'm interested. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to probably be done with this tonight and be like, Oh, now I need to go see that first episode. <laughs> Nice,
0: yeah. I'm, I can't wait. I, I've watched the, the, the both of the first two seasons were so good. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yes. Have you? Uh, not to get too far off topic. Uh, watch also watch the Diabolical that they did. The boys Diabolical. It's uh, animated. Oh yeah, I heard about that. that. They did that was really good too. That was nice. fun to watch, and it's a, it's not as good as the show, but it's good just to kind of almost even listen off to the side, and you know, just oh, okay. you don't have to pay a lot of attention to it.
0: So. Nice. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. So anyways, back to X-Men. <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was your number four. I, I dig it. Um, so why don't you take us into your number three?
1: Number three, I will go with a character that we did get, you know, in X-Men and stuff like that, but we don't usually get or we haven't got anything in any of the main storylines or anything like that about where he came from and what he was like before. And that would be Bishop. You know, I think seeing how he was in the future, seeing because he was a, he was a cop, you know, in that sense. Um And doing like some type of futuristic cop series even, and here, here's something completely out of left field, even having Cable with him. Oh. And do okay. some sort of, like, buddy cop type thing, like, maybe, like, a futuristic, like, lethal weapon type. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I could see that. Some, something like that, some kind of little twist, because I'm just like, I want something different, something way out there. And I think... The two of them dealing with what they do. Yes, we get a lot of them in present day, but we don't see them as much in the future. Yes, we got some of it with cable from the Deadpool movie and whatnot. Um, Oh, my lights just flickered. Uh, That's not good. Good thing I have a battery backup, but I think everything else is working because my office light's still on. Um, So I think just kind of setting them out on – Weird, like, buddy cop things, but it's the futuristic style, you know, they, they of course have their powers and the weapons that they use and all that stuff, but it just, I think you could translate it so well into something like that and make something really crazy and wild and see a lot more of some of their stories, you know, from the future. Now, I don't know, I, I forget off the top of my head, I can't remember how far in the future both of them are from. Um I don't know if you
0: remember, yeah bishops like a hundred years in the future, eighty yeah. years in the future, give or take, and uh-huh. cable's like a thousand years in the future,
1: yeah, so it's it's quite a bit of a difference, but you know they they i I'm sure they with the way they take all of this and how they do all these characters they could put them together or they could just have bishop all by himself you know just doing kind of like a detective kind of police like almost drama series with him yeah you know and you know take him through what he did before he decided to come be a part of the present day x-men and all that but Cable, I think, could be a total like left field type thing. Just all of a sudden, he shows up and I'm like, wait a minute,
0: wait, you're you're a mutant too. And
1: I like, yeah, you know.
0: no, I I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I like the idea like. of putting Cable in there as well and having them as partners. Just uh-huh. because most of the time we get them in the comic books, if they're around at the same time. They're yeah. usually at odds. You know, we, we've, we've already seen them oppose each other in an episode or two of X-Men the animated series and then mm-hmm. outside of, uh, or not outside, but inside the comics, uh, for the last few, few times they've been around at the same time. They've been kind of fighting each other. Like we had the whole fallout from Messiah complex with the birth of Hope and like Cable was trying to protect Hope. Bishop was trying to destroy Hope uh so they were like at odds with one another uh so i like the idea of actually bringing them in and having them as as partners instead because it's a dynamic that we haven't really seen those two be part of in the comics thus far so it would be like brand new territory and it would allow for some interesting takes on some of their storylines from from the comics you could bring mm-hmm. in like trevor fitzroy as the bad guy that was the um the time fugitive that Bishop was chasing in the first place, oh, if you right, remember, yes. in his first mm-hmm. in his first comic appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that would be something interesting. Another thing that would add like a, a wrinkle, right? Like, what if in the course of Bishop's duty he had to kill Cable, right? Like Old Man Cable, he kills him. He he has to stop him, so he kills him. But then later on, he comes across like young Cable. And young cable's like, hey, didn't you kill old me? But Bishop's like, Yeah, I don't remember. Like it must have changed history or something, and I and I don't remember why. And so like the two of them are actually going on this this whole thing that was like, Why did Bishop kill older me? And Bishop was like, Why did I kill the older version of this kid? And so they're they're like uncovering this mystery. That would be that
1: would be really, really cool. That would be, that would be interesting. You know, I mean, the only, the only thing I would think that would be kind of a thing that would hold it back a little bit is maybe people would think it would be a little bit too much like what we just saw with, you know, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier Mm -hmm. in a sense, because they were both kind of at odds. And then teamed up and still throughout the thing, you know, that would be the only thing that I would see that maybe that might throw a little bit of a wrench in it, but it'd be futuristic. It would be way different. You know, it would be, yeah, yeah, that would be, I would, I would definitely watch it.
0: Oh yeah, me too. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) So I would be all for it. All right. So you're number three.
0: Yeah. So for my number three, I kind of went something similar to yours. Um I didn't go with Bishop as like a cop, but I did also kind of have the idea of like a dramatic kind of true crime or detective investigation story. And naturally I landed, you know, when I had that idea, I, I naturally landed on X Factor investigations, you know, X Factor volume two, the Peter David storyline where uh Jamie Madrox, the multiple man opens up X Factor investigations and you've got like Strong Guy and Siren and Wolfsbane and Monet and then eventually like Richter and Shatterstar. Uh, but like I love that series. It's a great series and I think that it would make for like a really great show that would show us like a lot of drama. Uh, but also introduce a lot of the, like, B and C list mutant characters that we probably wouldn't see in the movies anyway, but, like, are close enough to those characters that, like, it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility for, like, a Cyclops or or a Havoc or or someone like that to appear, if even for, like, a small part to kind of tip them off, like, hey, you know, we, we can't really look into this right now because we're off doing the superhero stuff, but, like, if you can look into this, like, missing mutant or this m- m- killed mutant, that would be really great. Um, and so again, it, it, similar to the to the bishop story, where you get like a little bit of mystery, maybe some mm-hmm. like cop drama or yeah. private investigation drama. So that was that was what I did. I went with the uh, in X Factor Investigations, you, and and I went with like a specific comic because then you have like source material to draw on. It's something that uh, is is new, but isn't necessarily something that like would make X Men fans be like, that's not X Men. You know, mm-hmm. like, it, it, I think it would please a lot of different groups of the fan base.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would – Multiple Man has always been one of those guys that's just interesting. You know, I liked – I did like him in the X-Men movie. I liked the actor that played him. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of his name. Um, but I've watched him across a bunch of different things. Uh But uh just, yeah, I haven't – and I haven't read that storyline – you know, per se, but I think the way you're explaining it and the way you're saying it and all that, that would definitely make for something completely different. And they're not, like, big name, you know, like, hardcore, you know, mutants where, you know, yes, they have their powers and stuff like that, but it's not like the that stuff would completely overbearingly take over the show. You know, they could keep the show, like, more down-to-earth in that so I like that. That would be cool. That would be cool. So more of a present day in a sense. But yeah, making a cameo here and there of an X-Men character then it would yeah, like exactly. tie it into the into the actual movies when they do make the movies and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yep. And, and it would let us explore the relationship between humans and mutants in a lot more detail. Huh. Yeah. Like, I just I don't know how how far they're gonna go into the whole like humans are afraid of mutants um in the movies because like we've had superheroes for a decade and now people are born with superpowers and suddenly everyone's afraid like it's just it's one of those things where it's like how come these superheroes are okay but these ones aren't doesn't uh-huh. really make any sense like how are we going to suddenly explain that the the human beings that that inhabit America and the world in the MCU like all of a sudden they're like oh no we don't like superheroes that are born with their abilities we only like them if they get them in a freak accident that puts thousands of lives in danger like it doesn't make any sense yeah yeah it, like, I mean you're right <laughs> but with x-factor investigations it's a you know it's more personal driven stories and so we can they can start exploring that and setting the groundwork for oh this is why people are afraid of mutants it's because of well, I don't want to get into like political stuff but like yeah teenage mutants that can't control their powers and put people at risk you know like mm-hmm. yeah as a parent you're going to be afraid of that I can see them at that point you know gut reaction is to is to lash out at at mutants in general that's and sort of and then of course you get like the evil mutants that are actually putting people in danger on purpose and so that you know leads leads to the to the hysteria <laughs> uh but like you can go into further detail about that sort of thing in, in a show rather than a movie. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, you definitely can. Definitely can. No,
0: that's, that's cool.
1: I like that. Yeah. That's, uh, I would, I would definitely watch that in a heartbeat.
0: All right. So, so for my, so the next two, like this is where I just get completely off the wall and outside the box and, and it gets real wacky. My next two ideas, my next two kind of choices but uh this next one would be, like, do you remember the movie Clerks by Kevin Smith, his, like, debut oh, movie? Yeah. The mm-hmm. black-and-white movie, and it was, like, super yeah. weird and stuff, but, like, wow. kind of artistic. And the characters were – they're all just very irreverent, you know, total Gen X 20-somethings in the early 90s, yep. black-and-white, low-budget, that sort of stuff, just kind of dealing with, like, everyday issues, the, the issues of growing up and now you're an adult. So I would do – a clerks style series and it would be starring like 20 year old versions of the new mutants characters. Like they've, they've gone through their whole time as teenage mutants. And now they're just like in the real world trying to, to live as, you know, 21, 22 year old mutants trying to get jobs and just live their lives and stuff. And, you'd get a lot of that same like irreverence and everything and and, and you know it's disney plus but you'd still want to push the envelope as far as you can but yeah it would be like a clerk style new mutants tv series not really mm-hmm. like all the uh, big on all the superheroics and that sort of stuff it would just be like mutant character you know like Spain would be complaining about trying to date when like if she kisses a dude she starts to turn into her, her like wolf form and like next thing you know, the guys are getting scared away because now she's all furry, you know, like that sort of stuff. It would just be like irreverent kind of stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's what I'd go with. So just something completely off the wall, uh, that I think would appeal to like the older audience.
1: Yeah. The ones that, that are there that have grown up with them and, you know, seen some of those characters younger or read about them, you know, mm-hmm. and now they're in their, 20s and like welcome to the real world have fun
0: (laughs) yeah like they've graduated the xavier academy and Mm -hmm. now they're just out trying to survive and live you know they didn't go the x-men route they they didn't join the x-men they're not superheroes they they did their time as uh as students and now they're just out in the real world trying to like you know folk struggling with their day jobs like that sort of stuff i don't know i just think that would be pretty cool to see like those kinds of characters. You know, the Danny Moonstar and the and the Roberto, all those characters. Magic, uh, I mm-hmm. think she would be fun, you know. She'd constantly be like, I'm going to take a break. And then she'd just, like, go to limbo and and just, like, get yeah. away from everything, you know. Or she has, like, a terrible customer that's really annoying. Just open up a little teleportation thing into limbo for a little while, you know. Like, I just think that there's a lot of possibilities. And it would be a lot of fun to see those characters behaving in in the way that like a Kevin Smith 21 year old would have behaved in, in 1994.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And just taking them and you can only do so much when they're younger, you know, now you can really take them into a lot of the real world stuff and knowing the X-Men in general with how politicized, their backstory is with everything they've been through this. You can kind of show more of the younger characters because I mean, if you think of it most of the time, most of the older characters for the X-Men are usually older. They're not really twenties. I mean, they're not old, old, but it's not like they're just getting out on their own and stuff like that. They've been out on their own. They've been through the things. Yeah. They've played them in different aspects for every which way you go and everything like that. But this would kind of show like a whole different side to where those people that were just kids are now learning. Oh, I got to put my big boy pants on and I got to get a job. I got to do this, but I'm also have powers and I can do this, this and this. So (laughs) that will be interesting. Dive into their backstory a lot, lot, you know, a heck of a lot more. Yeah, So, something different. That's what I like. <laughs> um, so, going off that, for my number four, uh, number two, if I could count.
0: Um, Counting's hard, man. It's, it's
1: hard. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> uh, it's, I, I still haven't learned how to do it on my fingers yet. You know, I try, but it just still doesn't work. <laughs> Well, you have to have at least five. I don't know how many fingers
0: you're working with, but
1: (laughs) you know, I'm working with two. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, my number two is uh an interesting one, and one that you you kind of mentioned one of the characters earlier about her being since she's a big. A-lister, in a sense, for X-Men. You know, not really jumping into this, but I think this could make real interesting, especially I didn't read the comic, but I think at at least for me, knowing these characters and knowing what what they can do and how interesting it could be for an overall story, building them for their backstory, for relationship between them, for everything else, and that would be Gambit and Rogue. All right. I think putting them kind of like more of like, yeah, they, you know, we know the, the whole thing, especially talking about all of the animated series and everything, Sh- talking about them with what they do in the animated series, but also just their history in general. Like I said, they had a comic not too long ago that was Gambit and Rogue. Yeah. Um I didn't read it, but um it's good. that's what I heard. I heard it was good. I Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was kind
0: of more of the, cause it was a shorter series. Wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. It was a, they did, they did Gambit and Rogue as a mini series. I think it was like five or six issues. And then, um, Kitty and Colossus were supposed to get married. And at the last minute, Kitty's like, yeah, I don't really want to get married. Mm -hmm. And Colossus is like, okay, you know, like, walking away and stuff Mm -hmm. and then all the x-men are like well crap like we have this wedding but no one's getting married and then gambit's like what do you say rogue should we do it and rogue's like heck yeah and so gambit and rogue got married and then they had like a follow-up series that was mr and mrs x that was really good as well Uh, (laughs) both of them were written by kelly thompson who's like like she grew up loving the x-men animated series and then was like a huge gambit and rogue uh just like huge Gambit and Rogue fan. Those like were her favorite characters her whole life, you know. And then eventually she got into comic book writing and she like landed the job as the writer for Rogue Gambit or Gambit and Rogue and then Mr. and Mrs. X and she did like a phenomenal job. Like you could just tell that the person that was writing this these two series like loved these characters. There were so many great references to like all these major moments that the two characters had. That were uh-huh. like relatively small moments in the grand scheme of things, but like if you like those characters, those were big moments for you. And so, like, she, she just wove all that stuff in. Yeah, two really great series. I highly recommend either of those. Well, both of those, actually. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll have to, uh, I'll have to read them definitely because I'm going to be looking for more stuff to read here. Um, but I just, I think building them into a show, kind of like an episodic thing where showing, you know, maybe they're, out on you know enjoying their their life i mean we could make it part of like they're going out on their honeymoon or something because they just got married and you know they run into who knows what you know they have something happen while they're there or they're just kind of living out on their own now because they're like well we're married we want to be on our own yes we love The school and we love helping and, you know, being part of this team and stuff like that. But we also want to have our own privacy, you know, and have our own little thing. And they're like, you know what? I think we could do good on our own. And they move to like some place, you know, other side of the world or something like that. You know, and kind of just show, like, the adventures of them going through and running into, it could be even new enemies and new challenges and new things that they come across that we haven't even seen in anything, you know, related to either one of them before. Um, And it could be an overall arcing story. It could just be each episode's on its own. You know, it could go either way. You know, but the main story, I, I would think, would work, best with overall arcing, but it would be just with their relationship and how they're dealing with it, plus, uh, you know, the fact that Rogue kind of steals powers, and you know, throw a little twist in there, all of a sudden she gets pregnant, and you're like, how the heck did that happen?
0: Oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, Yeah, no, this sounds awesome. I mean, and and, and it's like, they're A-list characters, but... Mm -hmm. There's so many – that's the problem with X-Men, right? There's too many A-list characters. They can't all fit in the movie um, unless they do it like Avengers where we have like, you know, 20 X-Men movies over a decade. And so you've brought in all these different characters. They're probably not going to do it like that, you know? They're probably going to do one or two X-Men movies every few years and then tie in other characters into into other properties, um, and, you know, they could do that with, like, Storm. They could put Storm and Black Panther, cause that would work, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. but, like, Rogue and Gambit, you know, they could put Wolverine into pretty much anything, and he's got a tie to that character somehow. Yeah. Um, that's true. <laughs> but, like, Rogue and Gambit, how do you tie them in? Oh, well, well, maybe those are the two A-listers that get their, their own series. Mm-hmm. And, and they do, just like you said, like, they're on their honeymoon, or they're, they're just, they're globe-trotting for whatever reason. Um, could be honeymoon, could just be a romantic getaway, could just be a vacation from the X Men. You know, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. a, a big thing. There doesn't have to be a major reason. They're just, you know, they, they've they've been away for the team, and so this is their story. I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. I, and I I love Gambit and Rogue. They're among my mm-hmm. favorite. Like I would say Rogue is maybe she's either my favorite or second favorite like female X Men character. Um yeah. So she's like in the top five. You know, like so there you go.
1: I'm, um, I'm right there with you. She's one of my favorite. You know, my history with Gambit, you know, I've always been a big fan of his. So,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I, I, I think that would, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Exactly. So. In a word, yes. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So number one, I know for me, this it kind of, so I kind of had six. Uh, but I'll say after we're done talking about our number one, the, the sixth one's more of an honorable mention just because of some, I'll tell you why later, uh, when I talk about it. Um, but I think this one and this will actually kind of lead into today, you know, the, the topic for the show, uh, talking about the animated series, it will lead into dealing with that and what we dive into. But I think it would be awesome to see a space pirate movie with the star jammers i i just i just think like a space pirate type group you know they're out there they're doing what they got to do yes we know the story from the show and we you know hear you know all about that stuff but i think just going out and like a space pirate you know or even make them you could even make them like the robin Hoods of space in a sense you know taken from the, you know, powerful and giving to the weak, instead of taken from the rich, giving to the poor, taken yeah. from the powerful, giving to the weak, or something like that. Because yeah. uh, it's it's not something that you see uh for, like, the pirate side. Yeah, you've got a lot of stories between all the things out there, you know, you can look at Green Lanterns and, you know, what they do in space and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, like a space pirate would just be interesting. And they should almost, you know, kind of not completely change their ship, but change it a little bit into looking like an actual pirate ship. You know, or they're, they have like a painting on the side of a big skull and bones or something like that. And it's the adventures of them going out on, you know, their different, uh, treasure hunting trips or who knows what, you know, so it could go either way. It could go like the Robin Hood route or it could go actual full blown
0: pirate. So nice. I can dig yeah. it. I can dig it. Um, and it would be awesome. Like their introduction is the guardians of the galaxy are on some mission, right? They, they've uh-huh. recovered this item that they needed for this mission. And then suddenly they get stopped by, like, even scarier pirates, and it's the Starjammers, you know? And, uh-huh. like, they steal the thing that the Guardians just stole, and they leave their little calling card, and the Guardians are like, the Starjammers? Who the heck are these people? <laughs> and it's like they out-Guardian the Guardians. Which would then allow the tone of the Guardians movie with, you know, James Gunn leaving and some of the stars leaving the series. It would allow that to pivot back more towards, like, the more serious stuff, tie it in with, like, Adam Warlock and Nova. It would allow the Guardians to move back in that direction, and then the Starjammers would be there to fill that void of, like, space swashbuckling piracy. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it just... I can't even think of, like, an actual show or movie in anything that's really been a space pirate. I mean, we've gotten pirate stuff. Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, Caribbean, all that stuff and whatnot. and But not like a space pirate. And it could really bring in... That could even be something that it's not meant to be, but it does pull in... Everything from, you know, the Kree and the, uh, the scrolls and all the different, you know, characters out there. Like, you can come across a bunch of those different aliens that it's on its own as a TV show, but then it's like, oh, I just came across this, you know, remember from the Kree. Not, you know, no one like huge or anything like that. No big name, but more just regular average, you know. Everyday alien in a sense. Yeah. And it would just really tie in all that other stuff, you know, since we see, we've got the, um, uh, what's the, the show with Nick Fury and, um, all that coming up. I can't think of the oh, name of it. Uh,
0: secret, secret invasion. Secret,
1: yeah, yeah. Secret invasion and all that stuff, you know, and where we'll, we'll see those. So obviously they're all down for doing characters like that. And I think that would just, yeah.
0: So. Yeah, nice. I like it. I like it, and like you said, we're we're gonna be able to talk about some of these characters here real soon. So there you go. Yes,
1: (laughs) for sure.
0: All right. So so that takes me to my number one idea concept for an X Men series, and I think that I think you're gonna like this one. This is the most outside of the box one so far. This would be a series. With Dr. Hank McCoy, and it would be a public access style science show, just like Bill Nye the Science Guy, only it would be Dr. Henry McCoy doing science experiments with little human boys and girls and little mutant boys and girls, right? And it would be a way to like bring in you know different mutant characters uh-huh. and stuff and show them off. But it would be like the whole premise of this show is that Beast is trying to improve like human mutant relations, uh-huh. so he's doing this science show to teach human and mutant children about science. And Doctor. it would be called yeah. it would be called X Ed. That's good.
1: I like that. I was gonna say Doctor uh, Doctor uh, Hank McCoy, the Science Beast. <laughs> yeah. But no. I, I like that better. I like yours X, way better. X-Ed.
0: X-Ed is, the, uh, is yeah. the name of the show. Um, and it doesn't as like, the show itself doesn't have to be, like, the Bill Nye show. Like, it yeah. it could be that in the, in the context of this series, Beast has that show, right? And it could be, like, yeah, Science with the Beast or, you know, Beastly Science, whatever. And that would be, like, his show – um but but yeah like that that's my concept like it would be an all ages show starring the beast and and he'd just be like quoting shakespeare doing science experiments but it would be like if you're watching it at home in real life you could do those science experiments at home you know it would be like how to make a the little device that you use to look at an eclipse you know and like mm. the kids would learn how to do that, you know yeah. so volcano <laughs> yeah you make a volcano at home yeah. all that sort of stuff like here's what you can do you can make a potato battery and turn the light bulb on with a potato uh-huh but it would the whole time it would be beast it would be the science guy and not bill nye
1: that would be awesome and have like guest appearances from other like x-men characters or even just marvel characters in general
0: you know Yeah, like, bring in reed richards or you know, dr yeah. hank pym yeah. well probably not hank pym because he's probably too much of a grumpus but like bruce banner or whoever spider-man yeah spider-man shuri like you can bring in Mm -hmm. all the different scientists science people uh but you can also bring in real world like imagine they're doing this and they actually bring in bill nye to do an experiment with hank you know
1: that would be awesome that would be awesome
0: (laughs) or and this would be meta as heck right but like Disney Plus had the World According to Jeff, which was Jeff Goldblum's show where he went all around the world and learned about different stuff. Yeah. So you bring in Jeff Goldblum as Jeff Goldblum, which is hilarious because he's also the Grand Master. That would be <laughs> me. <amazing>. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, "Wait a minute, aren't you the?" Nope. No, what are talk talking about? No. But it, you could bring in like, okay, so it's Disney, right? You can bring yeah. in the Nutty Professor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like you can bring what was his name? Clump, Herman Clump. Sh- yeah, I forget Sherman his first Klump. name. Sherman, like, Sherman. 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 Uh, yep, <laughs> yep. So you bring <laughs> yep. in like you can bring in the Nutty Professor or or whatever, man. You can bring in like the dude that created Flubber. Like you can bring in all these different like Disney mad scientists from like all the mm-hmm. old Disney shows because like canonically they're it's all owned by Disney. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could
1: even, you could even go way out there and bring in Star Wars characters, you know, <laughs> cause it's owned by Disney. Yeah, there you go. I yeah. mean, it could really make it. I like that. That's an amazing idea. You're right. That's way out there, but that is incredible. That is incredible. And it'd be for adults would love it because it would just be great seeing all those different things and all that, and then kids would love it because they could do those experiments, like you said, and get involved and really do something out of it and learn something, but it would also be fun to learn.
0: Yes. Yeah, but... but but, yeah, like, the, the sky's the limit as far as the – like like I was saying, like, we're going to build a, a, a battery out of a potato. And so since we're building a machine, like, the guest this week is Forge, the mutant inventor mm-hmm. who can make anything he wants. And, like, you see at the end of the episode, like, the potato lamp that he built, and it's, like, this super futuristic, like, ridiculously, uh, like, complex contraption because that's his mutant powers. He can just make anything. Mm-hmm. So like it would just be it would just be fun like that mm-hmm. you know you have like Mister Sinister on there and he's like stealing Beast's hair you know like it's just different stuff man have fun yeah. with it
1: and it could be even it, taken in even just another step since it's Disney and you know yeah I, I, everyone has their love hate of Disney but they could they could build into it like having like a teacher of the week that's recognized you know and they send them like. A gift card for stuff or something like that, you know, because yeah. they do that, they do something like that with um, I, I'll admit, I watch Supermarket Sweep, I won't <laughs> lie the new one's great the new one is great, I watched it when I was a kid too, so that's why I watch it but they do a supermarket, you know employee of the week every week when they do it, so
0: and they get like I a check at the grocery store,
1: yeah <laughs> But, you know, then they could put that, you know, and really benefit the teachers that are out there too, you know, for that. So yeah, that I like it. Cool. I like it. So cool. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, there you have it, Bub. Those are our ten ideas for Marvel, uh not Marvel, but like X-Men slash mutant related spinoffs that we want to see as Disney Plus series. So that was fun. Uh
1: Yeah. Real quick, my honorable mention. Oh, good. Uh just, uh, I won't go into too detail because I don't know enough about it because we haven't even got the comic yet, but do a show for the new Fantastic Four. Oh yeah. Cause uh, the new comic, it's got Spider-Man, Wolverine, Hulk, and Ghost Rider.
0: Nice. There you go. So that would be, uh, that would be a cool way to, do Fantastic Four without doing Fantastic Four and also uh-huh. to keep using some of these characters that are kind of like, it seems that they're on their way out. Yeah. Um, Hulk's kind of seems like Hulk is on the cusp of, uh, of being out because she Hulk is, is possibly mm-hmm. in being introduced to kind of take over his role. Uh, yeah, she seems to be training up to become a hero. So mm-hmm. you got that, um, the way that No Way Home ended, kind of Spider-Man's future is unsure. We don't yeah. actually have like an MCU ghostwriter yet. Yeah. Uh, we sort of do because we have the one from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. who allegedly is possibly getting his own series, but again, like yeah. I don't think any of that has actually been confirmed or, or uh, denied or anything. Like he was, whatever. it was
1: actually, they were already, they were all there to start filming. And that's when it flipped, uh, when Feige took over the television side and he mm-hmm. said, nope, where you've got other plans for him, this is Joe's cancelled. Interesting. So it was there. He was all ready to film. They had script, I guess, written and everything. And yeah. he cancelled it that last minute. So. Yeah,
0: that's true. But, well, I, I, I believe Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, is not considered canon, right? Like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Like, they're wow. not part of the official canon, although yeah. I, I have heard of some stuff, um, so I'll just stop it there. But, yeah, but yeah like, because I, cause I remember, like, when they did their, like, official chronology of the MCU canon, like, they included Agent Carter, but they didn't uh-huh. include Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and they didn't include Inhumans, at least, yeah, you know, not yet. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. things can change whenever, uh, mm-hmm. it just depends on what story they need um but yeah right now like so that, so it makes sense that he would that that particular series would have ended but like they can still bring that character back um and yeah put him on on Fantastic 4 with Wolverine and and Spider-Man mm mm-hmm. Mhm so
1: just an honorable mention but nice. yeah the comic doesn't uh I'm curious I'll probably end up reading it cuz it comes out later on this month so I'm I'm curious but yeah
0: so cool nice. Right on yeah, I like it. And uh and I think with that, like because we've already been going for quite a while anyway. Yeah. Um. So I think with that, we can probably end our part one and, and jump into uh, the episode breakdown. What do you say? Sounds good to me. All right, bub. So for today's episode, we will be breaking down. X-Men the Animated Series Season 3 Episode 6, The Phoenix Saga Part 4, The Starjammers. This episode was written by Mark Edward Edens. We have uh, Direction from Larry Houston and Story Edits, a.k.a. Showrunning from Eric Leewald. This episode first premiered on September 8, 1994. Uh, so just to give a quick rundown, because I know that they usually do like the previously on X-Men, we're on part four of the Phoenix saga. Uh, we had the X-Men going into space on the way back to Earth. Their shuttle came under like some solar stuff or it flew through the jet stream or whatever of like an alien spacecraft. Jean Grey piloted the ship, although it did crash into, like, the bay in New York. And as the X-Men were frantically trying to find Jean, she rose from the depths of the bay as this new entity called the Phoenix. And then we had, like, a random episode where Professor Xavier kind of went crazy and his dark persona took over. And then after that, we saw a whole bunch of Lalandra stuff and the previous episode ended with the introduction of Gladiator of the Imperial Guard, who tried to take Lalandra, but Phoenix was able to stop him. And that's pretty much catching us up. So, Jamie, as I usually have my guests do, why don't you kick us off and tell us how this episode begins?
1: So, it basically begins with uh Professor X and Lalandra there. Um... They basically she she's making sure he's OK. I mean, because all the craziness and all that stuff and things. And then uh in the process of all that, that is when they hear or when he senses a ship coming. And everyone's like, oh, crap, who's coming? Next thing we know, you know. It's the X Men themselves. <laughs> they're like, oh, yep. these are you know, these are my friends, you know. These are these are the homies, you know. The yep. homies are coming along. It's my crew, yo. Yeah, these are my peeps. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so basically, it started off with that where they started. They showed up in their actual um ship, landed. You know, of course, they're making sure that Professor X is okay, and then we've got Cyclops who's worried about Jean because. Jean's been in and out, and they're, they're they still don't know what's going on officially. You know, yeah. it's it's really really odd with her and the Phoenix coming out. You know, and she keeps she uses the power, and then she gets weak, and then uses it and weak, but she keeps getting stronger and stronger each time. So yeah, they basically find the story, and that's when uh Lilandra she is like, oh, so this stuff is real. You know, everything's true. You know, all this stuff has been happening. This is what's been going on. You know, um and what's her what's her his name, the new boyfriend or whatever um was there too. Uh whose boyfriend name. Lilandra's new boyfriend, her side piece. Oh, do you mean Moira's side piece? Or that was Moira, never mind. Yeah, I'm thinking Moira. Yeah, Banshee. Never yeah, might. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, that's right. Banshee and Moira, they were in this whole thing too. But you know, <laughs> yeah, they just they're like,
0: oh hey, we're here too. Hello. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like hey, we're we're here. That's right. So they were the ones that were not believing everything. That's yeah. what I meant. So yeah. Um. Which now that they see it all, and they're like, yeah, aliens. Basically, you know, we've got these others. Other people out there, and this is what's going on. And yes, we crash landed, and this and that, and kind of go through that whole spiel in a sense of what's been going on in a sense. So,
0: yeah, and yeah. and I like that you were saying like Moira and, and Banshee are like, oh my gosh, it's all true, and then they're like, well we were willing to help when we thought you were crazy, but like now that we see that all this cosmic stuff is true, we're just, we're just going to, we're going to head back to, uh, we're going to head back to Scotland. So yeah. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) And it's like,
1: it felt pointless for them almost in a sense, you know, it's, it kind of felt like they tried to fit him in there to get, you know, like, like you said, the whole dark side of, um, Professor X in that episode, that was kind of like an episode like, did they really need that? Did they? I mean, it wasn't bad, but was it really needed for the full story? And it's like, do they really need these two in here? I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they kind of they could have streamlined the second and third episodes and like cut out the Banshee and Moira stuff and, and, and cut out the weird... Dark Xavier focused a little bit more on like Lelandra appearing and like trying to thwart Eric the Red before mm-hmm. Gladiator finally shows up. Like they could have, you know, but I'm okay that they didn't. You know, if you look at the, the Phoenix saga in the comics, it's, you know, 14 issues long and there's a couple of detours here and there and some of these characters are in the comics. So like I appreciate that they, that they threw them in here, but yeah, it was like they're kind of were just in here as like placeholders for the next event and mm-hmm. And yeah, I at least like that like they they get them out of the story in this episode as quickly as possible because they don't factor in at all. But we would be like, "Hey, what happened to them?" because they were there at the end of the last episode. So like they don't really waste any time. They just they get they they're like, "We're still here and now we're leaving." And it's like, "Okay, cool." Like that gets rid of that. They even do like a little like 2 seconds where we see Black Tom running away because mm-hmm. he was there at the end of the last episode too. They need to get rid of him. So they just have him, like, running down, like, the trail away from the castle. Like, he's just like, goodbye. <laughs> like, peace out. It's nice seeing you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll talk so to you like, in the I, like that, I like that they put that stuff in there because it's like they're paying attention to continuity. Like, they know that yeah. the fans would ask, like, hey, what happened? So they're like, here they are. There they go. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like you were saying, it's all just, like, mostly Lilandra kind of explaining to Xavier that, like, she needs to get back to space. Um, and, and then, yeah, and Phoenix is like, oh, I can take us all to space. And so she does, she just like firebirds up, grabs everybody, flies off into space. She leaves Jubilee behind and Jubilee's like, oh man, like this sucks. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, like it just, it just changes. Like they just fly up into space and they land in Lelandra's ship and, uh, she shows the X-Men, the Emkron crystal. She's like, this is the, this is the crystal that like everyone's trying to get. Um, and so now that like you guys are my allies like let's uh make sure that like my brother the the mad emperor, you know, doesn't get this, and I like that we get like uh the moment with Gambit and rogue where they see the crystal and rogues like, oh the, all this fuss, and it's over like a big jewel, and Gambit's like, you like. It, yeah? I get you one for Christmas. <laughs> yes. I,
1: I love that part. It's like he's like, "Yeah, I'll get you one. Don't worry, I got you. <laughs> it's, it's all good, you know.
0: I got you." Yeah, no, I, I love it. Yeah, every time Gambit gets to be like even a little smooth with Rogue, I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. I love it. I love yes. it.
1: <laughs> yes, um, I'm right there with you. Right there with you." So,
0: and then uh, uh, you know, the the X Men, they get like five seconds to breathe looking at this crystal until like the door of their ship like flies open and like suddenly these seemingly bad guys show up. Yeah. They, uh,
1: the ship comes out of nowhere, uh, shooting at them and they're trying to maneuver. Uh, little Andrew's like telling her crew on there, like, Hey, you know, we need to do something, you know, let's, 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 let's try and get out of here. Obviously it doesn't work too well because they shoot a energy of some sort is what it looks like, but it really is just a way to knock out anyone that's on the ship. That's of uh the Shiar, um empire, you know, and luckily most of the people on there are human. So <laughs> it, it's not quite the same, um, but they knock them all out. They think they knock them all out. They dock with them right away. And this whole whole thing, I mean, none of the X-Men know how to fly these ships. I mean, Beast, I'm sure, could figure out pretty quick, but it's not like they could just jump on and try and get out because they were not only knocked out too and trying to get, you know, back on their own feet, they taking that time and they docked with them pretty good and showed up. And that was the introduction of the star jammers the space pirates. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I love it too. I, yeah. I love the scene where they where the, like the door opens and like the big green ugly alien is like, look, of course there there's aliens and ugly ones too. And, and Wolverine's <laughs> like, who are you calling ugly lizard lips? Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> just like good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no, then no. Uh, yeah. A, a little battle ensues. Mm-hmm. where we see the, you know these star jammers there's a a dude wearing like a red suit with like a pretty sweet mustache there's like a cat lady there's the big green alien that i told you about and then there's like a i think maybe it's not till later but there's like a green robot i can't remember if that's in this battle or if that's in a later battle i think it might be the later, later battle the later battle yeah yeah so i think it's just these three um and you know that they they weren't really expecting to to have to fight anyone, like you said. They they thought they knocked out all the Shiar people. Of course, the X Men aren't Shiar, they're humans, like you mentioned. And so, like, yeah, the battle ensues. Um, and and I'll I'll kind of let you walk through that. I just want to point out the uh the cat sounds that Hepsiba makes, the cat lady. Like uh uh-huh. They couldn't just get like an actual cat sound, right? They just they like they tell the voice actress Okay, make that, like, angry cat noise that you get when, like, the people make it during cat fights. And so the, the chick that's playing Hepsibosh is just like, Row. and, like, it doesn't <laughs> even sound like a cat, man. Like, it was great. Like, I was watching it and laughing. The wife was laughing. The kids were laughing at, like, how ridiculous it was. And she did it, like, three times. Um, that, cause that was when, uh, yeah, Beast picked her up.
1: Wasn't it Beast? Yeah. And swung her around. And I was like, I was like, really? (laughs) Really? And that just gets me every time when I listen to it, you know, I'm like, why? (laughs) I, I mean, yes, it's an animated show, but you don't, you pay these actors a lot less because they're not on screen. It's not like they're showing their face or anything. It's their voices. You know, they're not paid near anywhere near that. And it's like why <laughs> so i totally get what you're saying i totally get what you're saying so like, um
0: like the canadian voice company doesn't have like a stock sounds and like not one of them is like a cat screech like i don't know
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it it was great and it, it i mean uh, the battle didn't last too long with them. You know, it was, it was fairly short battle. Um, the X-Men were getting the upper hand, you know, they were handling them and all that stuff. And that's when the leader, you know, turned around and said, uh, to the guy that was on their ship, say, Hey, switch it, you know, switch the weapon to target humans, stun ray for humans. And they're like, uh, why? Why would you do that? Because, I mean, lo and behold, he's human, which you find out in this part. And it's like, okay. Uh But before they blast, right before he blasts, um, Cyclops is getting ready to shoot him and take him out. And that's when Gene read his mind and is like, okay, this guy has two kids and one of the kids kind of looks like Scott that's his father. <laughs> he's the Faja. <phagia. laughs> the Faja. <phagia>. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he recognized he's, or she recognized, you know, saw him and was like, Scott, no, don't, don't shoot him. And that's when the, he turned around and said, okay, fire and knocked them all out. Gene was able to, in the process, start to put up a psychic barrier, a uh, shield. And, of course, Wolverine with his whole, you know, being able to recover quick, recovered real quick and uh all that. And that's when um he asked why she didn't why she stopped him. And she's like, I it's it's really not her place to say in the yeah. sense yeah. like yeah, she'll talk to maybe Cyclops first and say, okay, this is what I saw, you know, and at least that's what my thinking would be behind if I was in her shoes. Like, okay, I can't say anything to anyone else. I need to talk to Cyclops, you know, he's he's the love of my life, all this stuff. You know, I should say something to him first before I say it to my side piece here.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Scott's secret to here, you know, Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and so the the rest of the X-Men, you know, after Gene and Wolverine have their little like kind of discussion thing, the rest of the X-Men start waking up, you know, Rogue and, and Gambit and Beast also start to come too, and the X-Men all realize that uh the the Star Jammers have gone and they've taken the Mkron crystal and they've taken Cyclops. Um And then we actually cut to the Star Jammer, where we see Corsair and the rest of the Star. Corsair is the the dude in red, Cyclops' father. Mm-hmm. It's Corsair. Uh, and then we have um, Hephzibah, I mentioned earlier, the green monster guy. I, if you read the comics, it's just spelled like Chode or Chod. It's like C-H apostrophe O-D. Uh, mm-hmm. But I heard on another podcast at one point that, like, the C-H is supposed to be pronounced the same way that you would pronounce the C-H in, like, L'Chaim. So okay. it's supposed to be, like, chod, but, like, I'm not going to do that every time. So I'm He's just going to call like, it. I guess, <laughs> apparently. I mean. <laughs> uh, I mean, he might not be Jewish, but he, he speaks Hebrew, apparently, like, I, but either way. Um. So, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how correct that is. Like, they're a pretty reputable podcast, and the two hosts are, like, both really smart. So I imagine uh-huh. if they said it, it's probably true, but. It's a hard sound for me to make. I'm just going to call him Chode. And then the yeah. guy that was on the ship is named Raza. And so we see Corsair and the rest of the Starjammers get back onto their ship. And uh, I think it's Raza who's like, why did we take this prisoner? And Corsair's like, he's not a prisoner. He's a weapon. Like, the only, the only weapon we'll ever need from here on out.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, it, it makes sense because he's definitely got a lot of power. You know, he's... <sighs> They don't get in, um, I know the comics somewhat, um, but I know more, of course, from movies in the TV and stuff. Um, the animated series, they don't really talk about it from what I remember, but I know, like, in the movies, when they talked about, like, the different, like, tiers, in a sense. You know, (laughs) like, uh, Jean, uh, back, you know, in the movies, she was, like, what, five, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Tier five. Mutant yeah. and all that stuff. Um, and it, it, he's, he's one of the more powerful ones and all that. I mean, especially since he doesn't know that that's his son, but he knows that he's human and he's like, I'm human too. And uh, it's, it's like he almost understands what mutants are. Right. So I don't know how much of his history back story there is that talks about what he knows about mutants, but it's like, he knows, you know, all about it. So, um, you know, and they're, they're like, okay, you know, it's, it's understandable. Um, and then, um, I'm just, I wrote, I write down notes because if not, I'll forget some stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> notes are welcome. Notes are welcome. Yes. Yes, I would. I, my my age is, shows more and more every day.
0: <laughs> and I'll I'll take notes, and then as we're going through the notes, I'll like look at the screen, and then I'll forget where I left off, and then I have to read my notes again. Where was I? Because like I don't even remember like where on the page I left off.
1: huh. I've I've done that plenty of times, and it's like getting oh, old sucks. <laughs> and you're younger than me, so <laughs> uh, yeah. So he was, you know, Cyclops is shackled there, and that's when they turn into well, are they switch over to showing the Imperial cruiser Mm -hmm. as Gladiator dragging the damaged ship of Eric the Red into the docking bay of the Emperor's ship. Um was this the first time we saw the Emperor?
0: Um the first oh, time in this episode, but he's kind episode, of popped yeah. up as like, you know, FaceTiming yeah. on the right. face yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but That's funny. Uh
1: yeah, so they they show the Emperor and the Emperor of course starts scolding him like you got your butt kicked by a couple humans. You know, you <laughs> failed your mission. Um and then of course he goes after Gladiator, yelling at him too, for allowing the earth creatures to defeat yeah. him. Um, and he defends by saying, oh, hey, you know, the phoenix, you know, this mystical creature that are, you know, almost like a fairy tale in a sense, you know, the thing, uh, she's real. You know, the phoenix is real. You know, and he's like, no. He's like, yeah. <laughs> That's why I lost. The yeah. phoenix kicked my butt. <laughs> so, it's... It, it, He's like, oh, okay. You know, and it's, it's kind of like they just drop it at that mm-hmm. in a sense. It's like he lets them go like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll believe you for now. <laughs> so that leads into, of course, well, I'll let you
0: take it from there. Sure. Yeah. So at that point, they get, you know, an incoming FaceTime call from Corsair, uh, who, who pops up like a hologram and he's like, Hey, What's up, Emperor? Um, hey, listen, I got a proposition for you. I've got the Emkron crystal, and I'll sell it to you for half. And and De Ken's just like, um, and and Corsair's like, well, half of the entire Shiar, like bank, right? Like uh-huh. half of everything that the Shiar Empire has. Like, I want half, and, and you can have the crystal. And uh, Dakin is like, all right, you like we've reached an accord. Come on, mm-hmm. like, come on down to the ship, like, bring the goods and we'll do the exchange. And then he ends the transmission and, uh, turns to Gladiator and he's like, alright, here's what we're gonna do. As soon as he gives me the crystal, kill him. <laughs> and Gladiator's <laughs> like, whoa, hey, what? You, like, you gave your word, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, we're, we're an honorable race. And Daken is like, Psh, like, I don't have time for honor. Like, I want that crystal and I'm not going to give him half. So as soon as I get the crystal, like, bring in the Imperial Guard and, you know, wipe out the Star Jammers. Like, that's, they're, they're criminals anyway, you know, so just do your job. And so yeah. Gladiator's not too happy about it, but he's, you know, it is his job to do what the Emperor says. So he's like, all right, fine. I guess we'll do that. Um, and then the scene changes again. And this time we see, like, the aftermath of the conversation from the Star Jammers perspective. And it's kind of the same thing, right? Like, they end the transmission, and so Corsair comes in, and he's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Like, we're going to give them the m crystal crystal um, as, like, as tribute. I'm also giving you to them as, like, a slave, so, like, peace out. He's like, but don't worry. Like, we're going to double-cross him. As soon as we give them the crystal, I want you to, like, blast Ken. Like, I've seen that you have the power, so I want you to take him and, like, destroy him. Mm-hmm. And cyclops is like dude i'm not an assassin like i'm not just gonna want i think he even says like i'm not gonna wantonly murder for you (laughs) or like wantonly kill for you which is like pretty uh like i'm i'm surprised that went through bsnp uh but either way like uh cyclops is just like look dude i'm not gonna assassinate anyone and corsair's like yeah but like daken's a bad guy he killed my wife and cyclops is is like they kind of get into a philosophical discussion cyclops is like so you're willing to you're willing to risk the safety of the universe to avenge one woman and corsair's like yeah for this woman of course and it's like i just like all the irony that's built into this conversation like one corsair's talking about cyclops's mom and cyclops doesn't know that so there's that uh, which, you know, there's that irony there, because it's like, yeah, it's not just some woman, Scott. Like, it's your mom uh that he's asking you to avenge, ironically. And then at the same time, like, I think later on in the series, Cyclops is willing to risk the entire galaxy for Jean. But he's scolding Corsair for risking mm-hmm. the entire galaxy to avenge the death of his wife. So it's just it's like, yay, irony. It's so fun. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's, uh, that's that whole little exchange. And then I think I'll, I'll turn it back to you to, to take us through the next X-Men stuff.
1: Well, didn't in between, didn't they go back to the ship briefly?
0: They, they may have,
1: they, they, showed it. I mean, it was a very small scene cause wasn't there, uh, where they showed them, uh, all like they were trying to chase the star jammers. Um, Ship down and you had Wolverine walking back and forth while oh, Gambit's yeah. throwing the uh, cards and that's when Le- Leandra goes over to uh, Jean and's like, can't you just transport us over there? And she's like, no, I mean, I'm still too weak, yeah. but be patient because I will recover and I will get stronger and all that stuff. And then it goes into the scene you just went through and then, um, the next scene where it's back on, uh, Leandra's sh- uh, ship the Phoenix states that she intends to use her um, bond that she has with Cyclops, you know, and use that as like a way to find out where they are, you know, and be like, okay, this is my, it's like throwing that little, uh, a tracker on someone. And this is kind of like using it for, you know, tracking and seeing where they're, you know, seeing where Scott is and, you know, locating him and all that. Um that's when when that happens, that's when Scott's being walked down down the basically in the throne room to to Ken and with shackled up and he gets the okay, you know, I hear Gene and I can, you know he he of course always says Gene <laughs> Yeah. As it's it's like a normal thing. It's almost like they didn't record it more than once. They just recorded it once and just reused the same thing over and over. Because <laughs> you hear it a lot through the animated series.
0: <laughs> it was like, it's like Vin Diesel's I Am Groot. Yeah. Like, they just uh-huh. took the actor and they're like, just say Gene like a hundred different ways. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Gene.
1: <laughs> um. So that's the point when... They get up there, he, they place the crystal, um, Corsair places the crystal on a little, like, pedestal, and then leans over and says, okay, Scott, now's the time, you know, Cyclops, do your thing, um, right when that's happening, that's when he's coming up to get the crystal the Ken is, you've got the Imperial Guard showing up, and trying to come after him to kill him. And then the X Men all of a sudden appear, and the battle pursues.
0: Yeah, that's what I have too. I mean. X Men appear, the <laughs> battle the battle ensues, and I put Rogue as the MVP, and they all escape. <laughs> that's yeah, those that those were my notes. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that's basically what I have too. You know, same thing, same thing. I mean, it was, you know, they they had their few things. You know, that's where the guy that you were talking about earlier, the robot. Mm-hmm. uh, green robot type guy. Um, seems like he was a lot stronger than he really was because they played him off for a while there, but they could have just like chopped his arms off real easily or something right off the bat. I I was a little confused about him. He seemed like just like a kind of like almost like a, you know, stand in or something like that, you know, Mm. to me, but, um, yeah. So,
0: (laughs) yeah. And, uh, Like, there's, like, five or six different members of the Imperial Guard that show up here to provide backup for Gladiator, and Uh I didn't recognize any of them. There's, like, 20 Imperial Guards people in the comics, Uh and I know, like, the name of maybe, like, five – like, I know Oracle and Fang and – There's a couple (laughs) others, you know, Uh, Uh but I didn't recognize any of the ones that actually showed up in in this episode. So and it's like, you know, TLDR, like I'm not going to look up the Wikipedia on the Imperial Guard to figure out all their names again. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, there's like a handful of them. And, and yeah, like some of the X-Men land punches. Some of them land punches. Ultimately, what happens is the X-Men start to escape from the Imperial Guard, and there's, like, a like a doorway closing from, like, the top down, Indiana Jones style, and so the X-Men are all running out, Beast runs over, he's holding the door up, and he's struggling, Wolverine runs over, Wolverine and Beast are both holding the door up as, like, the rest of the X-Men escape, and then Rogue just, like, flies over, it just lifts it with, like, just lifts it up over her head, you know, like, Wolverine and Beast are on their knees, like, buckling under the weight, Rogue just flies over and just lifts it up, which which I really liked. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, and, and then, yeah, like the star jammers and uh, the X-Men escape into this next room. And this is like the final scene of the episode. So uh, why don't you close it out for us?
1: So, yeah, they, they get that escaping. And then, um, uh, what was it? That's when he starts, uh, they're like, no, don't, don't do this. You know, you don't want to be a part of the crystal, um, you've got, of course, the protector of the crystal, which is Phoenix. I don't even know if we actually said that, did we? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't think I don't we actually know. said we actually that here. I don't think we ever actually established it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gene as Phoenix is, is like the protector of the crystal. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so he's sitting there with the crystal while Gladiator's sitting there holding Llandra and all that, and he's stating the whole ritual for to breach the crystal. Um Phoenix is like, all right, I can try and stop him. Um she comes out, grabs the crystal, and unfortunately it's too late. He's already changed into, you know, already gotten the power changed into a crystal type form and tries to attack all the X-Men and everything that's there, but is unsuccessful because at least the Phoenix can stop, you know, the Ken from doing that. But she's like, well, if we don't do something soon, the galaxy's screwed.
0: Yeah. yeah <laughs> We're like, done. I think she says like it, it opened the negative galaxy that was inside. And so everything's going to get sucked inside the crystal. Mm-hmm. and then like it the the camera like zooms in on the crystal and there's some weird stuff going on and then it like it just yeah. the screen like freezes and it says to be continued and and that's the episode that is uh Phoenix Saga part 4 the Star Jammers
1: Mhm <laughs> move it into uh part 5 which we'll you know I know you'll be talking about next week and finishing Put out it, that but yeah. uh yeah it's a five part long Long story, which is actually really good. I always enjoyed it. I've always yeah. been a Phoenix fan and loved, you know, the whole Phoenix thing, the saga and all that. And then, of course, you can move into the Dark Phoenix and all that later down the road.
0: Yeah. No, so, I, I, I've i liked it. I, I've enjoyed rewatching it, like, on a week-to-week basis. I, I've mentioned in a couple of the different episodes so far that, like, I missed these episodes as they aired, um, because this was like the first week that we lived in Colorado
1: and, uh, I didn't
0: realize, you know, I didn't know what channels were what, and I didn't know what time these episodes were on and I didn't even know they were coming out. So I actually missed it like the first time around. I don't mm-hmm. think it was until like it was on DVD that I was really able to to watch it. And, and then, you know, you just watch all five of them in a row, kind of binge it. So it's been fun to like break it down week by week and uh allow this story to kind of play out. It's it's a really great story and they and they did an excellent job with it. Um uh, I assume then that means that you liked this episode? You enjoyed this episode? Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I mean I, there's really not many of the animated series that I didn't like. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a couple things here and there and then it's like, "Okay, why did they do that?" or "Why did they do that?" but it's like there's still overall they're so well Done. So yeah, no, it was very, very enjoyable episode. Um and you get to see I the only thing the only thing I would say off of it is for being a, a galaxy, you know, ending thing, if it wasn't a an actual animated series, I think they would need to dive even more and make it even bigger. Yeah. You know, because it's galaxy ending. It's not like it's Earth or anything like that. You know, this is, I mean, going into the Avengers, this is Infinity War and Endgame type level, you know, type thing. You know, this is huge. So I think if it was like more real, you know, actual, real life, not animated type, you know then you could definitely expand on it even more. So
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Well, man, that was fun. Uh fun breaking this one down and uh definitely. fun having our, our discussion of all the Disney plus stuff and of course, you know, all the random stuff we talk our deep dive into <laughs> Disneyland and Disney World and, yeah. and all that stuff. That uh, was a lot of fun. Um so I, I think I'm I'm ready to to kind of call it it's late where we are and we've been recording for Quite a while now. So, uh, Mm -hmm. before I let you go, why don't you go ahead and plug whatever it is you would like to plug or whatever it is you need to plug. And then, uh, and I think we can call it an episode. Well,
1: as we said, as Ryan said at the beginning, uh, I go under Nerdology 5280. Um, I do things here and there. Um, most of it that I do is for Extra Life, which is the charity I do a lot of, uh, money raising for. I actually just got, uh, the first ever thing that they sent out for anyone that's broken over $10,000 raised for lifetime. So I did that. I'm actually 16,000, I think, raised lifetime nice. for it. So um, you can catch me raising money, playing video games for a good cause. It's all for the children's hospital. Um, all my tags, everything, everything's Nerdology5280. You can find me on from Discord to um, even well I have a YouTube channel that I don't use really anymore, but um Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. It's all under Neurology fifty two eighty. Uh the one big thing uh I will be using my uh YouTube coming up here soon more, just keep a look out, is I've got some awesome things in the form of stop motion with Legos coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh I'm working on some big things with that. So we have running and I have a buddy, Kurt, that I don't know, have you had him on the show? That Kurt? Uh
0: yeah, I've had him on uh in season one. Okay. Uh, I need to reach out and, and bring him back okay. on though.
1: Yeah, because um he uh he does a lot of stop motion, so he got me into it and I'm I'm creating some really cool stuff with some Legos and but if you get triggered by stuff crossing into different worlds and different universes and all that, it might not be the thing for you. I'll just <laughs> say that because <laughs> it will definitely cross that, you know, line there. So.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I was like that, dude. Like watching Toy Story as a kid and seeing how Andy was playing with all of his toys. And I'm like, no, stop crossing them over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Like they don't go in there
1: that like no <laughs> yes yeah. this will this will <laughs> do that so so yeah nice. keep a lookout for that that should be coming soon uh well hopefully soon um it's taking a little time and I'm learning the whole thing while I do it so
0: nice yeah well I'm I'm looking forward to that and and then yeah um you know all my listeners if you haven't checked Jamie out yet uh, make sure you do it all of the social medias and uh, look into his extra life stuff because it's it's really cool what he does over there. Cool. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, again, Jamie, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, I think welcome. I'll let you get back to it.
1: Sweet. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. I'm always loving to do this.
0: Oh, bub, there you have it. That is my conversation with Jamie Sherman from Nerdology 5280 and Extra Life. Had a great time bringing him on. He's a good friend of mine, not just via podcasts, but in real life. So uh, it's always lots of fun to get together. Unfortunately, the way things have been going the last few years with all the different stuff that's going on, we haven't really had the chance to get together as often as we would have liked. So it's always fun to get together on this pod. Uh, but as you can tell, you know, we we kind of talk about some personal stuff and we do kind of tend to ramble on a bit. <laughs> so I hope that you all enjoyed all the talk about uh, Galaxy's Edge and <laughs> Disney World and uh, Jamie's anniversary with his lovely wife. Uh, and, and again, I hope that, that that sort of stuff didn't turn you guys off. Uh, but if it did, I do apologize. And I hope that our awesome top five was able to bring you back in because like two in a row of just amazing amazing top five well i mean what 33 in a row give or take of of amazing top fives but this was another really fun one as as i personally am kind of what i feel there has been a drop in quality of the disney plus series over the last few Uh, so getting to sit down and think of what Could be, you know, when it comes to the X Men, that was a lot of fun for me to just kind of think, like, what kind of stuff would I like to see? And of course, hearing all of the ideas that Jamie had for his top five was all fantastic. And of course, what a great episode of X Men, the animated series, the Star Jammers. Maybe. We could do with a few less Hepzibah rounds, <laughs> uh, but otherwise, like a really great episode, really solid episode, and it takes us right into our finale that we will be covering next week. So, again, Bub, I hope you all enjoyed this episode with Jamie as much as I did. So, Bub, if you like the show and want to keep the conversation going. You can follow me on Instagram at talkinsnicked or reach out to me via email talksnicked at gmail.com. And of course, if you are so inclined, click the link in the show notes. Check out the talkinsnicked Discord. I'm trying to grow it. We've got like a dozen people in there now, so it's it's really heating up. Um, and if you remember back to the episode I did with my sister, I was railing about the fact that I still had not received my pledge for Marvel United X-Men. Well, since that day, uh, I have finally received all my stuff. So I've been posting pictures of the different miniatures and the different villains and, and all the different characters. So if you have any interest in that, again, jump on the Discord. If you want to talk about episodes of Snicktoons or episodes of and Snicked Proper, Uh, If you just want to talk about Wolverine, or maybe you have a pretty sweet action figure, or just a total collection that's amazing, jump on the Discord, come say hi, post your pictures, and and let's talk Wolverine and the X-Men. One last thing, bub, before you leave, make sure you stay to the very end, check out the track, Back From The Dead. It was a song inspired by Wolverine himself, written, composed, performed by Retcon X. Um, I know that he hasn't been doing some stuff over the last few years, but you can find his entire library on Spotify and on YouTube. All you have to do is search for Retcon X and you can find it. It's all original music inspired by the X-Men. So if you like Back from the Dead, I highly recommend you check out his stuff. Until next time, bub.